Coffee is not one of my complaints. <laughs> it's good coffee. one of my complaints is i've been trying to post so i've been going through for the for the wedding we're doing like a slideshow we're like collecting all these photos from you know various times in our lives and all this stuff and i found a photo it's like oh this is a great photo in counterpoint with this other photo i want to upload this pair of photos to instagram and so one of them was a scanned photo and so i had not been in my photo library previously so i went and like downloaded it and was like great okay go to instagram it's like the last one there right because i just saved it to my camera roll the other one is from like 2010 and I realized there's no way like when you're in the posting interface for Instagram, there's no way to find that hmm. like without scrolling back through just the oh, yeah. like flat list of photos. And it's oh, like it's a nine year old photo. And so I'm like sitting there going, well, I there's no way to break it up like. I'm looking for a needle in a haystack, basically, at this point. And I thought I had gotten there. I'm like, all right, these look like photos around the same time. And then suddenly it jumped to photos from a different year. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening here. So I thought to myself, well, fine. I, you know what I'll do? I'll go to Instagram on my Mac and post them from there. Guess what you cannot do in the web interface for Instagram? You post cannot post photos. photos. How stupid is that? <laughs> so now I don't know what to Dan, do. Dan, it's now. only 2019. I literally okay. have no idea how to accomplish this. <laughs> it's only 2019. If you wanted to post photos on the web, you know, you're, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait like 10 more years. Oh, man. Also, stop living in the past. You can only post photos from the last, <laughs> you know, couple of weeks. Oh, Nobody wants God. to see your old photos, Dan. Also, I yeah. just realized when I was trying to log in on the web that it's like, oh, enter your two-factor authentication code. And I went to my two-factor app of choice, which is Authy, and uh, uh, I don't have Instagram. <laughs> I, I turned it on at some point, but I guess it didn't get added to that. So I, I got to like, turn it off and turn it on again, I guess. So it's like zero-factor authentication or yes, infinite-factor authentication. It's so secure, <laughs> not even I can get into it. I was yeah I was reading another horror story about um uh, someone who had their their whole lives basically hacked out from under them um and woke up to there <laughs> this guy's daughter woke him up at like 11:30 p.m. and said you've got a problem <laughs> someone has gotten into your your Twitter account and then it was just like a a consecutive series of nightmares after that about how his his T-Mobile account had been hacked his Twitter account had been hacked, his Google account had been hacked, and how he had all like, you know, basically all of his information in his Google account and and how, you know, Twitter and Google currently at least don't seem to care very much because, you know, he doesn't really pay for the accounts. Right. <laughs> he's not really like he's not really a paying customer. I guess he did pay I think he paid for some Google Drive stuff, but um, you know, it wasn't I'm sure it probably wasn't a lot. So they're not really like busting a gut to try and do anything about it t-mobile got his account back but the other two are like we'll get to it someday was this another one where somebody nicked his uh sim card or virtually yeah nicked his SIM card? exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Me, um, it, it's one of these think, don't yeah. use uh, uh sms as a two-factor authentication because uh, it's very easy for people to get in and uh, clone your phone basically and use it yeah, so this is Matthew Miller on ZDNet, and some, so also somebody charged twenty five thousand dollars in Bitcoin to his bank account. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I I, mean, I I try to stick with the two factor app everywhere it's available, but not every site offers that. Which yeah. Is yeah. Kind of shitty in the staging. I mean and, and some of them where it's like the ones that do offer two factor authentication with SMS and not with, you know, the app, it's like, well, is probably still more secure than just not having two-factor authentication. Yeah, it, it's probably still more secure, but it, if you can do the app, it's best to do the app. And then, I don't know what happens, somebody steals your phone or your eyes. Um, <laughs> your wow, retina. That got a super minority report right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see uh, Facebook's uh, cryptocurrency thing? Libra? Oh my God. Uh, Never in a million years. Facebook are going to disrupt money, apparently. Um, <laughs> I mean, not saying that someone's stolen shouldn't. your privacy. Now they're going to steal your money. I'm not saying that someone shouldn't disrupt money, but it probably shouldn't be Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I read some of the details and it sounded complicated. And, you know, it, it's like, oh, we can't have more than 1% of like the ownership of the company that's actually going to guide this and you know it's not really facebook but we're going to take a percentage of all the money and i couldn't see immediately how it was going to screw us but i'm sure it's going to screw us yeah i the answer is this is not yeah anything they announce is not because it's good for us it's good for them yeah 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 oh i also liked samsung's tweet of the week about you should virus check your tv every few weeks Yeah, the best way to do that, by the way, is to get, uh, you know, skip the scanning and go straight to the inoculation. So get yourself a live vaccine, uh, preferably in some sort of syringe. And then Uh you just go to the, uh, I actually like to use the RCA video port because it doesn't get used for anything else. And just the needle goes (laughs) in right nice there. You just inject it. Done. And that Mm -hmm. way, nobody around you catches measles. So... It's really a win-win. I am seriously considering the thing that I think Marco does, which is, you know, you set the TV up and then you take it off the the internet. That, that's what I've done as well. I mean, yeah. no surprise, but my TV, my smart TV is not connected to the internet. It's connected yeah. to my Apple TV and my PlayStation and things like that. And if I want to use smart things, I would prefer to use uh, somebody that isn't scanning the pixels of my television to work yeah. out exactly what I'm watching. Right, um, right. And I'm uh, sure my t- my TV is so sh- cheap. I'm sure that they're doing exactly that. Yeah, I think it was Vizio who said that we couldn't. They couldn't sell the TVs that cheap unless mm-hmm. they were monetizing the users. Um, yeah, I just buy a new TV every few weeks. It's the easiest way. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a Vizio TV, but it's old enough that it doesn't have. It has it doesn't really have it's a, a dumb, lot of It's a dumb features. TV. It's not that dumb. It does have like a Netflix button, but I literally have never touched any of the apps on it because I have the Apple TV hooked up. Is so, it connected to the internet? It may be connected. I don't know why I did that, and I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm wondering, I, can you just delete the connection, or do I, am I going to have to like change the password? <laughs> I don't know. And Okay, I'm not going to say that this isn't really bad and they shouldn't be doing this. However, I will say from my personal point of view, it's like, I don't know. This is like the least offensive thing I could think that they're actually scanning my information about. <laughs> Like yeah. in the, I mean, in I, the I, scan, what do they use that for? Though, yeah. I wonder. I mean, because like if they use that, if they give that information to some company that you know, tries to figure out what people are watching in order to you know renew shows and stuff like that, so yeah, that I, I mean, want, kind of, I might that. want them to have that information. Like oh, yeah. like if like if, if a show that I watch is on the edge, 
<laughs> well, and, it's like it's like getting to be my Nielsen vote family, for that right? show. Cast you know, like renews it for another season. Yes, yeah, so then John will have his information scraped all day, friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just like I, I'm assuming that that that's not what they're doing, though. That it's just going to some advertiser. I, I think you have to assume everything is just going to some advertiser or government yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I, my 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 complaint, which yes. is much much uh, much more mild, uh, I think, is that I I hate uh, music copyrights because I downloaded a song from iTunes um, from the uh, no, I should say Apple Music, I guess, because part of my Apple Music subscription, and uh, enjoying the song for a while, and then all of a sudden the song just stops playing and and becomes grayed out, and when I tap on it on the phone or double click on it in the in the, on my Mac, it says. Uh, this this song can can can't be played in your region. I'm like, uh, okay, so some licenses changed or something like that. So um, I go to the Apple Music, you know, page in iTunes, and it will play fine from the library there. I just can't. I couldn't add it to my library. Um, and I, I did add it to my. I managed to add it like a second time to my library, and then I had two copies of it that were grayed out. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally, I mean, I was going to buy it. I was thinking, well, I guess I just have to buy it and because then, you know, maybe it'll let me play it. But then I just deleted both the copies and added it again. And then it played fine. <laughs> it's like, what was that all about? <laughs> I guess something got corrupted in the, in the data someplace that said that it couldn't be played or they changed a file on the backend server that updated something and the copy that i had was no longer up to date and i have no idea and there's no way to figure it out i mean i have it playing again which is fine but it's just like a stupid piece of rigmarole that i had to go through in order to get this song playing is it possible that during that period you briefly like like somehow were transported to canada like you're not that far (laughs) is what i'm saying like could you briefly veered into canada and then back uh, not that I remember. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you don't realize when you've entered Canada. It's more of a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed Canada. DRM is terrible for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I almost missed buying music again today. <laughs> <laughs> you're not still buying everything, even though you're a subscriber? Nope, nope I'm not. Oh, you've come a long way, John. I'm very proud of you. Thank you very much. You're not saving your, your tracks off to cassette tapes. So that you, you can access them. It's anytime. the only way to be sure, James. He's got a yeah. thing that engraves them on LPs. It's yeah. They, they sound. Really I, I held on to. I held on to um to buying music for quite some time, as Dan and Lex will probably remember. <laughs> I had another thing that I was uh, working on. So in the in the quest to rebuild, since my Mac Mini's out of commission and like sort of rearrange my storage stuff. I oh, something moved... happened to your Mac Mini? No, the oh, Mac Mini's still tells. dead. It's still dead. <laughs> Nothing happened, and I, I'll thank you to be respectful of the deceased. <laughs> uh, no, but I've got a, I had a drive that was hooked up to it that was a 4 terabyte drive that was being used for just time machine for other computers in my network, and I figured, first step, I'll just move that over to the iMac and just have that as the time machine drive hooked up locally. Fine, no problem. Set it up, went to encrypt to the time machine drive. This is like three days ago. It's still encrypting. <laughs> oh, man. It went from encrypting to copying, and then it went back to encrypting. I don't know what's going on. It is incredibly slow. <laughs> uh, and the worst part is, I so it's just you know a Seagate drive with a USB on it. 
And I'm like, oh man, I'm really running out of like USB A ports. And then I had seen somebody, it might have been Jeremy Burge, posting like, do you know the little, the weird USB ports that some hard drives use? I think it's a, I don't even know what it's called, but it like it's like a little asymmetrical flat yeah. port. It's the right. USB Micro Three. Yeah, version. something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, because part of the port, part of the port is a micro port, right? You can actually. Oh, get power uh, that's why through that little section that's, of the port, if I remember correctly, um, and then the rest dumb. is for data or something you like might that. Might call it dumb, uh, but yep. you can get a version of that that has that on one end and a USB C connector on the other end. I was like, oh, I've got two, you know, USB C connectors in the back of this iMac that I really don't use for anything. That'll at least free up a port, but I can't disconnect it and use the new cable until it's finished. Doing <laughs> <the fucking laughs> process. So I'm sitting here going like, oh, guys, it'd be like five days. I've got the cable sitting right here. <laughs> you just yeah, that's how he spends his day. Uh, just hovering hovering over the mac mini holding a cable it's not a mac oh. mini it's an imac mac mini's dead oh yeah yeah right <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> my, my, my bad this is a very fraught relationship <laughs> i'm jeez <laughs> i'm not keeping up on your <laughs> all right we're gonna go down trauma let's run it down <laughs> how many devices have you taken apart and killed or not killed in the um <laughs> too many I'm down to two Macs in the house. That's what it is. It's just two Macs. I've got an iMac. I've got a MacBook Air. That's it. Is your CarPlay on fire yet? My car is in the shop. <laughs> did the CarPlay break your car? No, the CarPlay did not break a car. Many other things, including living in a climate where it snows a lot and uh, things thus rust, uh, many of those things broke my car. But it was a funny moment this morning where we were getting up and uh, sometimes Kat will sleep in if she'll be like, you know can you give me a ride and so this morning she's like yeah yeah i'm kind of tired can you give me a ride i said no she's like no i'm like we don't have a car and she was like oh shit i gotta get up then (laughs) Uh, you know you should virus check your car every few weeks (laughs) you know let me tell you about your your internet enabled smart car (laughs) yeah now that you have yeah now that you have carplay maybe you're gonna have to It'll be great, because then I could just tell the car, instead of having to go pick up the car today, I could just be like, car, come back home, and it would just drive closer. <laughs> yeah, you try that, see how that works. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a seven-car pileup as it just blindly drives <laughs> through intersections. Speaking of your home, Dan, oh, I would imagine me. that your, you would consider your home a haven, would you not? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> well, we all want a haven, a place that feels uniquely you. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options from rich, buttery leather to the plushest velvet you've ever felt. Want a sofa in aquatic blue? Who doesn't? A love seat and bubblegum pink? Yes, please. If you can dream it, Joybird can make it a reality. They even have a beautiful selection of outdoor sofas, lounge chairs, and tables. Plus, their free personal design consultants can help nail down your design. Joybird also offers a range of kid and pet friendly upholstery. God, I need that options so that you can that your creations can stand the test of time. Best of all, thanks to their 365 day home trial, if you don't love your Joybird, you can return for a full refund. That's a lot of days. 365. Mm. Some might say that's a year. Mm. So. What are you going to do? You're going to see how Joybird can help you design your dream space. And how are you going to do that? You're going to go to joybird.com slash rebound to find your joy today. You can create the furniture that brings you joy. That's joybird.com slash rebound and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code rebound. joybird.com slash rebound. 
I actually, we have this chair, we have this chair that we got reupholstered years and years ago. And, um, it was a chair that has been in my family. My grandfather used to work, uh, at a furniture company and my parents got this car from this car, this chair from his furniture company. And, Is it um, a car or a it, chair, John? Get your story straight. It's a chair. I know you can't believe anything I say. Uh, and it was, you know, they got it in like the sixties. And so the colors were, you know, <laughs> you know, it, and it had not been reupholstered. I know. I think it had been reupholstered once in the seventies. <laughs> so <laughs> the colors, the color was not great. Um, and we finally get this thing reupholstered and we, we are, this is like right before we decided to have, you know, have a kid and get a dog. <laughs> and so what color did we pick? We picked white. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 then, no. You know, and then it happened to be the chair that sat in front of the window. And so that's the dog's chair. The dog has decided that this is his chair. And so it is, of course, you know, years later, it is completely trashed. <laughs> so I could use some kid and pet friendly upholstery. I don't have either of those things. and I still feel like I need that. You're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because of you. Yep, that's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> So I I was listening to this week's episode of Upgrade because I had to take a bus ride to get home since my car was in the shop. And one of the things that they did this week was draft apps for uh, the, their home screen, sort of. And it made me realize I had a... So my the home screen on my iPhone, I don't know how you guys have your setup. I, I don't use the whole home screen i use i leave the bottom row of the front home screen blank oh you're one of those well you have a bigger yeah all on, bigger the 10, on the 10 on the 10s that's fine <laughs> but i had i realized i had an app on there that i wasn't using anymore <laughs> ironically because it was originally there because of the mac mini uh it was an app called uh remote which was like the lets you use their your uh your iphone as a you know touchpad essentially and a keyboard uh for a computer and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to use that anymore. And so I have an empty slot to put uh, an app in. And I thought a little bit about what to put there. And I've settled on notes, which was not previously on my home screen, but I find that I use a lot. So I decided to move that one there. I was curious, what is the, like, what's kind of the most esoteric app on your home screen? Oh, esoteric. I'm going to have to find my phone. Oh, there's an app for that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ping! Okay, I'm not sure how you just. I'm not sure how you define esoteric, but um, I mean, like, I've got a lot of the stock apps in there, including the stock. No, I don't have the stock app. That would be yeah, freaking ridiculous. No, no, you don't. No, I have, but I, you know, I've got messages and calendar and mail and Safari yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah, but I'm kind of curious to know if there's an app on there that's like an unusual app. I have this one really weird one. Um, it's got a very strange icon called. I think it's pronounced Pukelk. I don't know how it's you say that. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. <laughs> I did like that Mike <laughs> I've heard picked that. Mike picked Peacock for of, for the upgrade home screen. Of course he didn't. Well, the thing was, I switched into the live stream, and he literally said my name as I switched it on, and I thought, how does he know? This is just a, really disturbing. A user from yeah. Scotland has joined the stream. <laughs> mm, I guess he could do something. I don't, like I don't that. consider any. I mean, the, any of these particularly. I mean, Castro. The the um, the Apple TV remote app. Mm, okay. Um, and did I, I had to test this again? But did they change that? And so, so now you can't type in passwords anymore with no. the, with that thing. You can still do that? No, you can. Okay, because yeah. I was having trouble doing it for some reason, and and uh, I'll, I'll try. Probably it iCloud. That's usually the error. answer. And for some reason, I still have Tumblr on the home page. I think that's just <laughs> that's like... pretty bad. 
That's because I'm old. <laughs> All right. So I've got like a four by four grid of icons at the, in the bottom bit, and this is an XS ah. Max. And then the top two rows are all folders. So stuff like, you know, um, apps for various remotes for things and stuff, or social networks that I don't like. You know, I can just sort of <laughs> tap on tap on a link and get to that. I have. No, I mean, I don't no folders on my home screen on the on the first one. Yeah, me either. Wow. I, I just don't like having to dig through stuff. Like, so my, basically for me, it's the first two pages are just pages of apps. I have one folder on the second screen. And then my third screen is just folders <laughs> with like everything else. No, my, my second screen is just folders. And then random apps that I've installed that I haven't How many filed. screens do you get? How many, how many pages do you guys have? I like, I've got two. I've got... <laughs> I, technically, I have four or four, but the fourth one is just like when I install new apps and I haven't filed them yet. I'm bad at organizing. How many screens do you have, John? Let's see. <laughs> Two, three. You've got a small four, phone, so five, it makes sense. Six, seven, eight, nine. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Dare I ask how and, many? And you know, and so yeah, so I get a new app, and then I got to go to the ninth page. To try Dare I ask how many apps you have installed on your phone? I think this is an interesting question. I don't have I don't have a huge number of folders, so it's well. If you go to the man, I mean, the folders that I do, I probably probably set up a million years ago. Um, I apparently have one hundred ninety-eight. You have sorry, James. You have one hundred ninety-eight. You said, yeah. Okay. Oh, can you you can tell by the the about screen? Yeah, if you go into general about in settings, it'll tell you. I'm waiting to hear how many John has, but I think... So you have 198? Is he, what, I don't think yeah. it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be a huge okay. number. Next question, how many photos do you have? Oh, that, hold on, I want to settle the apps thing first. because It's I'm, just next to it in the in the list. The so. question is whether or not... I got songs, videos, photos, capacity. Oh, applications should be in between photos and capacity. <laughs> I think it takes a while. It doesn't show it until it's counted it. So oh, it's still going. Well, with my yeah. phone, it can take. <laughs> yeah, mine's still saying loading for songs, videos, and photos. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess. Is it? Would it show up in the um, storage? Uh, I don't know. I don't I, think. so I was gonna guess I might have more than you and John put together. <laughs> you, you might, yeah. Because I looked at. I have apparently. 496. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> Four more, and I got an even 500, guys. Should aim for 512. That was a two. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. It makes it go faster. You want a set of steak knives. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't look like well, it Well, I used to install... Hand. Oh, yeah. Also, John, if you go back out and then back into the about, it may reload it, because now I have my all the numbers there. Okay. Oh, 100, 193. Okay, so you got... I do have more than you guys put together. <laughs> <laughs> I installed a bunch so, of shit when I was reviewing apps, and I just I'm so lazy about deleting apps. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's you the can... thing. You don't delete them until you need the space. Yeah, it's like oh, I might use that sometimes, and then and then I have I have apps in here on my phone that I have no idea what they are. I have ones that go back that I had a few of the ones that like didn't work anymore. <laughs> I started trying <laughs> to remove those. Uh, how many? Photos? Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm t- and and then when I and then when I do delete apps, I usually go and like it's usually like oh there's a big game that i haven't played and i'm not going to play you know that got installed by accident because i installed on my ipad and i'm not going to play on my four inch phone and it's you know like two gigabytes so i'll I'll delete that and then i won't have a storage problem anymore (laughs) right right. so i never go you never go down and delete the ones that are though ios 13 will let you do the 64k where you delete from a uh delete from the app update screen 
which I actually think is kind of nice because it's like, why am I having, why am I downloading all these updates for apps I don't use? <laughs> Does yeah. anyone ever look at the app updates anymore? I do, but not as much as I used to. Mainly it's to see, I load it up to have it tell me like how many app updates it's not downloaded yet, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah. yeah. The only way, yeah. The only time I look at that is if somebody just like, hey, there's an update for this out. And I'm, it's, it's an right. app that I use frequently. Right. And I'll go and check and see if, it, oh, if I, if I've already, you know, it's already been loaded or if I need to push a button to do it manually. I've got a, one new app uh, on my home screen, which is my dice app, my ah, RPG yes. dice yes. app, which yes. I'm working on. <laughs> uh, I set myself, I've, I've been using it a little bit. I set myself a week to work on this project as a sort of like get my head back into, uh, active development stuff mm-hmm. and uh, i'm forgetting how difficult 3d mathematics is i don't even know how to do 2d <laughs> mathematics <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, would <sighs> I would like to sympathize with you but i am completely incapable james of you so. were talking about how many photos you have how many photos do you have um i i had twenty eight thousand photos oh, that's not bad <laughs> i got 30. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't have photos in the cloud turned on. So, oh my god, John, how do you even live? It's, <laughs> I, I never. I really don't. I. It doesn't bother me. No, but it bothers me, and I that's more important. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like scrolling through. <laughs> I have. Are you one of these people that has like thirty thousand unread email messages as well? <laughs> no, I am not. No, I have thirty. I, I, I thirty thousand photos. I do have like sixteen thousand emails in my inbox, though. <laughs> oh, I got you beat on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well i haven't looked recently but it's definitely up there uh yeah it takes a while for it to just count how many you it's just uh n- i have seven emails in my inbox two unread i have ninety four thousand. <laughs> oh, god! whoa that's pretty good <laughs> i mean that's pretty good i have thirteen thousand five hundred and sixty eight. i i mean my mail is my filing and i hate filing things so i just right. leave everything in the inbox right. so i can search it which i know drives people crazy but like i don't know it's just i kind of view it like a it's almost like the twitter stream right where it's just like yeah it's just all there yeah i need to search for something right. i'll search right. for it whatever yeah i used to i mean i used to spend a whole bunch of time like trying to like put it in folders and stuff it's like a, that and such then a fucking waste of time though <laughs> It really is. And it creates a big problem yes. because Karen has this problem right now. She has a whole bunch of folders that she's been organizing everything into. And she's got, I mean, she's been bringing forward her, uh, you know, her Mac image year after year and pro- has probably been doing it for, I don't know, at least 10 years. And now she's got a bunch of corruption problems. Like she can't search in her in mail anymore. Yeah. And I'm almost positive it's just some something is corrupted. You need someplace. to rebuild the spotlight index. I yeah. we've done that. We've done that, and it hasn't. Or fixed to rebuild it. the mailboxes and the. Yep, and it, so I I tell I told her you just she just she uh, actually on Saturday she bought a, a new Mac Pro and a uh, MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah, she got a Mac. She got a, she got a trash can Mac Pro. No, she got, on sale. She got it. She pre-ordered a new one because she's like six thousand dollars. This will really blow John's gasket. <laughs> <laughs> right i'll sort she, those emails don't, really don't put it faster don't put it faster <laughs> she would do that but um yeah i was like you just need to start over again you just need to start over and like stop migrating your you know like you can migrate next time but when you run i i did this before because i had a bunch of problems and i trashed my account basically i mean i didn't trash it but i kept it on my own computer and just set up a new computer fresh and copied things over manually instead of like doing the migration assistant and but she's got those folders in her mailbox and 
now I got to figure out like how we're going to move those things without bringing that corruption forward. You know, <laughs> which it's funny that you mentioned corruption, John, because you know we all worry about corruption of our technology, whether it's by some you know just data building up over time or from things that are a little more insidious, because from high-profile data breaches to that insidious ransomware, cybercrime has been all over the news and even on TV shows like Black Mirror. So you, yes you, may be wondering, how concerned should you be about your personal devices and data? Are you a couple of keystrokes away from losing your identity? Can a hacker find the most embarrassing secrets hidden on your phone? Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee, answers these questions and more. It's like Mr. Robot meets Mythbusters, and it can be found on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts. In each interview, Hackable host Jeff Siskin invites a white hat hacker to try and hack a device he's using. They've tested everything from laptops and webcams to drones, virtual reality headsets, and smart plugs. Probably those smart TVs, too, that we mentioned before. Learn if the internet-connected essentials that power your life also leave your personal data vulnerable to cyber criminals. And you'll learn how to protect yourself from letting your love of devices put you at risk. In Season 4, see if show-friendly hackers are able to crack smartphones, all-in-one printers, smart kettles, and more. Listen and subscribe to Hackable today on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Our thanks to Hackable and McAfee for sponsoring this week's episode of The Rebound. I can't wait for the episode where they hacked Dan's car. (laughs) (laughs) They hacked his Mac Mini. (laughs) I have nothing left. (laughs) I live in a box. (laughs) I know they're hacking my box. (laughs) Like physically, with like saws. That's your fault for for living in a smart box. It usually is. Uh, another thing that I was looking into this week, which I'm thinking about doing, so I have a trip coming up at the end of next month, and usually when I travel abroad, I get a SIM card for whatever country I'm traveling in, and I just use that because it's way cheaper and provides more data, certainly more bang for the buck than using the international data plans that AT&T offers. But the 10s is a dual SIM phone. So I was trying to figure out if I can convert my AT&T SIM to an eSIM so that I then have the (laughs) slot free to just swap over when I'm traveling abroad. And Mm. pursuant to that, and I I, I thought I would ask this because James is here, uh, I want to find, I want to figure out who the right like provider is because i'm going to be in scotland and then i'm going to be in italy and i want to ideally find something that works in both places so i'm going to so, throw that to james for my money uh three uh, yeah i've used them before three. and i've liked them um they roam i don't know about italy but i suspect italy because i know they do germany ireland america spain and a bunch of places like that the only problem with it is is they limit you to 3g speeds when you're roaming Mm. at least in the us they do um but the 4g is not up to much here anyway so uh (laughs) i i would go with three um i would look at their roaming thing to see if it works uh but basically the you can roam uh at least you can use some of your data and there's some complicated things the roaming used to be better but it doesn't cost you more uh, to roam on that sim. Uh, and yeah, if you can do that eSIM thing, that would be interesting because I would like to do the same on mine. But I don't think three do eSIMs, or maybe they do. Yeah, I, they do not yet. I looked at the uh, – Apple does have a page of what 
network support it and i think um ee was the only one in the uk yeah. that supports it currently yeah and i ee i had terrible problems with ee ee merged with uh well it was orange and t-mobile right to make right. ee and i used to be an orange customer and they messed up the database merge so badly that uh my number which worked and i could top up None of the systems believed that it was actually their phone number. Mm -hmm. uh, so I couldn't, they just wouldn't accept that I existed. And it's like, well, I can top up my phone. And I went on for about two years with every system saying you don't exist. And then eventually it stopped letting me top up. And I was like, right. I give up. And I tried to get it fixed about four times, spent half an hour on the phone each time. And they were like, you know, I promise you, sir, this will be fixed in the next half hour. <laughs> <laughs> which i think must be the sort of customer support you know well i'm never going to have to talk to this person again so i'm just going to say that and then hang up and then that's it yeah it does look um, fyi so, by that three covers they basically cover europe so it yeah. looks like you can use it pretty much anywhere which i think would work my biggest question was i was looking at coverage maps and wondering how much of the scottish highlands is covered by any sort of cell coverage <laughs> I, I think some of it, but, you know, when you're passing through this fair city, you'll be uh, adequately covered, at least. Yes, yes. Well, I, I And I like the eSIM idea. I'm curious to see, because they added a bunch of stuff for the implementation of that, where you can sort of switch between these primary and secondary SIMs. And I think some of it was a little wonky at start. I have one or two contacts where every time I text them, people who are not on iMessage, and we'll text, and I'll notice that in the, like, history of the chat with them, it'll always say, like, number change to primary or something like that. And I'm like, I don't know why you're doing that. I, don't, I only have one number associated with this right now. <laughs> this is only a little bit worrying. Um, but, yeah, it only affects me with people who are not on iMessage. So I'm not sure how that... They're not worth talking to. Yeah, I mean, green bubble people. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on, son. <laughs> The thing that drives me crazy, we have a, we have a uh, group um, message thread for like car carpool for my son's going to my son's school. And there's like a bunch, there's a whole bunch of people in this because it's, you know, it's four, ki five kids actually, because it's anyway, and, and, you know, two parents for each. And so a lot of them are on Android. And the thing that drives me crazy is when somebody who has an iOS device will like one of the, you know, like put <laughs> one of those reaction things on an android message and it just like it just sends you know like you know they, they try and like put a thumbs up or something on it and then it just sends this message that so-and-so has put a thumbs up on <laughs> it's like <laughs> it doesn't put the thumbs up on there it just sends it like a text message that says somebody has put a thumbs up on that message and, and repeats the message it's like oh my god please don't do that in a group where there's a bunch of android users <laughs> sent with lasers yeah, <laughs> I, I think the, your, your problem there is just being in group uh, chats. It, it's people is my problem. Yeah, I think, mm -hmm. yeah, when you get right down to it, it right. it's other people. <laughs> Which is not surprising because that's the, pretty much the root of all problems. Yeah. Group chats are hell? Hell are group chat? I don't know. I was trying to think of the hell is other people. Hell is other people's yeah. group chats. Other, yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds terrible. other people in group Why chats. Why would I want to be in anybody else's group chat? <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
So did you look at any of the E3 stuff last week? Um, I don't. Th- um, just a few things. Uh, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm, I know, I know Dan had a, had a comment about, um, Breath of the Wild this week, but, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. I am of course crazy excited for that, even though it's probably not coming out for five years. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like whether it comes out in this console or not, I, I want a Breath of the Wild sequel. And yeah i'm happy to see that i haven't finished breath uh, of the wild yet as i tweeted this week i i'm very like i, just, I played I a lot understand. of it and i just didn't finish the i didn't go to the boss battle because i wanted to finish all the side quests and then i got a little burned out on some of the side quests but i'm thinking about going back to it because i did really enjoy it it's a really great game i see i did the boss i mean i did a lot of the side quests but i did the boss battle uh then i did the boss battle and then now i've been going back and doing finishing up the side quests but you have to like can't you like don't you have to like go back before right so you you have to go back to a save prior to the boss battle because the boss battle finishes the game yeah, that's what it bums me out a little bit because i like the games where i, you I just agree wander the I, I agree that bums me out too but yeah i, I would like to be the... able, i would like to be able to wander around in a in a hyrule that i've saved <laughs> yeah well apparently you can't save it for long uh, maybe a couple of years <laughs> yeah exactly really it seems like it has that problem <laughs> yeah um it's had it for quite some I... time Apparently, the Star Wars game, which didn't look particularly good, is good. Um, I've heard a lot of people who played that, and they said it's like Dark Souls, um, but not quite as hard. I, the demo uh, wasn't bad, and as we commented actually on the episode of Biff we recorded last night, our show that John yeah. and I do with Guy English about comic book stuff, uh, the lead actor in that is Cameron Monaghan, who played the versions of the Joker in Gotham, um, who's doing the voice acting and, uh, and mo- mocap stuff. Uh, I had been. I downloaded a few weeks back. There was a sale, and I for eight bucks I bought Battlefront Two, which is the most recent Star Wars game, and I was playing that a bit, and it's not great. Um, yeah, the the only thing I liked in I don't know if it was that one or the first one was that there was a little VR mission where you could fly an X wing. Oh yeah, this, that was good fun. This was this one is like has a single player kind of campaign bolted onto it. Um, actually, John, yeah. you'll be amused by this. Uh, two of the main characters, at least in the beginning of that campaign, are played by actors who were on Arrow. Oh, really? And one of them is Paul <laughs> no, Blackthorne. I might try that then. Because we have we got that game. Um, Hank played it mostly, but and he and I did some of the you know player versus player stuff, which was kind of which was kind of fun. Yeah, it's all right. It doesn't have it doesn't feel like it has quite the fit and finish. And I, I'm not a huge fan of the battlefield style games where it's just like you play online and it's like thousands of people. Yeah, I don't. I don't like too that busy. Um, Again, right. coming back to people are the real problem. Yes, indeed, exactly. Indeed. Um, <laughs> but there are some other uh, the game that I. I mean, so I have a my guilty pleasure on on video games is the Ghost Recon series, which I've been playing since college, um, on and off. And they already had announced a follow up to that coming out this fall, uh, including it's got John Bernthal in it playing. <laughs> playing the bad oh, guy yeah, yeah. uh and oh, I, really? yeah and so i was i was already planning on probably buying it because i've been playing wildlands i really enjoy wildlands though it has some some deeply problematic political and uh um just cultural problems um no, really it's a great game mechanically it's a lot of fun but yeah it's one of those games where it's like you have to go stop a drug war in bolivia and so all it's all you rampaging around bolivia <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, just, shooting just people. murdering people sometimes. Um right. and it's got some issues with that. But I, I I'm intrigued by this follow-up game which is about essentially assaulting an island that has a like a tech company on it that's like a surveillance tech company that has this whole and it's like yeah it feels like you guys decided to like <laughs> what sort of <laughs> far-flung unrealistic future is that? But I, lo- I I just like it they're like what is a group of people that we could have you fight? 
who no one would really feel that bad about. <laughs> I mean, that, that was basically Watch Dogs 2, which had you infiltrating sort of Facebook alikes and things. Um, but they showed off Watch Dogs 3, which that's, uh, that is set in the UK post-Brexit in a sort of dystopian <laughs> hellscape. And I was like, well, I, I currently the leadership elections for the Conservative Party are happening as we record this. And I, I think, you know, they're probably spot on frankly. Uh, but I, I, speaking of deeply problematic, uh, the Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I didn't even watch the announced. trailer for that, but I heard people I mean, talking I, about it. It's got, they announced that Keanu Reeves is yes, in it, I know, which is I saw cool. That. And Keanu came out and was very I saw Keanu. his bit. <laughs> like, that was the most I, I, I saw of it. And I liked his bit, um, but they had some, you know, extremely bad mishandling of like trans issues and things, which the company has somewhat of a history of, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And mm. like, sort of, their treatment of women is not great, but also the game looks really cool. And it's one of those kind of, am I going to have to play this and then like hide it from my status on the PlayStation so that nobody can see that I'm playing it? Or am I just not going to play it? And yeah, I, I've been following people who said, you know, we know that you're all going to play this and we're just going to feel bad as you talk about it. <laughs> I'm a little behind because we just we just finished playing Halo 3. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I actually really love that game. I have fond memories yeah. of finishing that because I played it all the way through in co-op with three friends. And I remember that we got to the last when I used to live in my old apartment um we were finishing it one night and it was like one of those ones where it's kind of a downhill like run at a certain point um and so i swear to god it must have been like three or four in the morning while we're doing that last level where you're driving the <laughs> warthog over a bunch of yeah, stuff yeah and like we mm-hmm. make the, there's like a jump or something you make at the very end and i just yeah. remember just being like yeah and one of my roommates came down and was like seriously it's four in the morning and i was like i'm really sorry and that was like the only time i ever did anything like that but it was really satisfying <laughs> Well, apparently they've just announced an infinite number of halos so you're somewhat behind <laughs> That's part for the course for me. Oh, the, there was the, uh, John, did you see the uh, Cadence of Hyrule game, Switch? Uh, it, it's by the people who did Crypt of the Necrodancer, and it's basically that mashed up with uh, Link to the Past. It's a Zelda rhythm uh, game, right? <laughs> it's a Zelda rhythm combat something game. Oh, it, yeah, right, right. And it, I, from what I've heard, it's really good. And it came out like a day or so after they announced it, which is the way to do that. Um, except I haven't actually bought it yet because I've been busy. But... Yeah. When I do, that's what I plan to play. I will have to look for that. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. Oh, I, I said that I would plug my merch. Uh, <laughs> slash merch for all your panda t-shirt and pin needs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I do have panda t-shirt and pin needs. Uh, Dan, I believe you have pins for sale as well. I do, I do. They're over at the Cotton Bureau. Uh, you probably search for uh, my name or Commonwealth Insignia. I don't have a good URL set up currently. But yeah, you can buy some pins. We we also have t-shirts. I, well, we don't have t-shirts, but John and I have no, t-shirts. I know, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want a Speedy Aerocast t-shirt, those are also available at Cotton Bureau. <laughs> Search for Speedy Aerocast. Wink. And and that's yeah. We've all plugged our merch. You you are fully clothed yeah. and bepinned for all of your needs. At least from the waist up. <laughs> Which is all that really matters. <laughs> all that matters for listening to this podcast. We don't judge. Or even Skyping. It's fine. <laughs> sure. Why? <laughs> Just don't tilt your your laptop. I uh, so uh, beta two came out. Now that we're deep into the show, we should get into some actual news. Beta two of iOS thirteen and all the attendant other software came out this week. 
Uh, and I just saw uh, that apparently the Apple Watch now has an over-the-air software update mechanism. Uh, oh, thank God. To having to do it. Uh, it says that it may still require the phone for some stuff right now. But yeah, it can download stuff directly to the Apple Watch instead of going through the phone. But like another step in that direction of having Apple Watches operate independently from, yeah. the, from the phone. Yeah, whenever I software update my Apple Watch, it's got that whole thing of, oh, it needs to be on the charger. Power. Yeah, yeah. But the charger lives in the bedroom. Yep, same. But I've worked out that with careful placement of my phone, I can software update it through a wall uh and have it sit on the charger and then in, from my living room i can start a software update does that even works. matter i thought it would just like my understanding was they both are on the wi-fi and it's just using that no it, it never used to be particularly speedy and it seems especially with the series four seems a lot better it does seem like it's but, much faster i mean if the thing's 100 percent charged just let it update right. exactly right it's seriously not gonna, it doesn't take nearly as long not, the original version took forever <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I have I've seen some anecdotal evidence that the beta two is slightly less uh, bad Trash in fiery. terms of like, <laughs> well, like using up all your battery life and things. Um, I haven't put it on any of my main devices yet, but um, this is about the point where I'd start to put it on my phone. But I, I've just been a bit wary after the warning that they basically gave out. Um, at WWDC saying, you know, even if you're a thrill seeker, don't do this. I'm kind of curious to see if these betas, so oftentimes the second beta is the first public beta build eventually. Now, they said yeah. specifically it wasn't coming till July, though they didn't say when in July. So, you know, it could be you know, two weeks from now, uh, or it could be four weeks from now. I'm kind of wondering if because beta one was so much rougher, it's going to be like beta three or something that's the, the yeah, public that, beta. Yeah, that would be my guess is that the the one we got at WWDC came in a bit too hot, mm-hmm. and you know, the the one that we the one that's just out would have been what we would normally get quality wise at yeah. WWDC. My worry is, I you know, I don't, I I have like a uh you know a cascade of how I install things, like you know, from my least critical devices to my most critical devices, and so I, I generally will like upgrade my iPad to a beta first because my iPad is not super mission critical for me, but I will be not only do I have a wedding in, in, you know, in July, but then I'm traveling for like three weeks and it's like, do I really, and I wasn't planning on bringing my like laptop or anything. It's like, do I really want to put beta software on my iPad before I go on the road for like three and a half weeks? That might be unwise. I think you know what the answer is. I'm going to do it. Let's all just agree. I'm going to do this. (laughs) Or buy another phone. If I can avoid putting it on my phone, I think I will probably try to do that. But I will probably put it on <laughs> I, my iPad. I, th- I think that's wise, especially since they were doing other stuff with the dual SIM things. Yeah. I think they were like adding more dual SIM support. Don't do not do that. <laughs> uh, Just yeah. remind me. I'm going to call you guys if I need to be talked down or anything. <laughs> is, is you the, know we're going to talk you up on that ledge. I know. That's the worst part. I'll call you guys. You're like, well, it really wouldn't be that bad. But I hear it's pretty stable. <laughs> I, I can always revert you when you come to Glasgow. <laughs> Me or the phone? <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> but yes, both of those things. We, we'll just erase your memory back. Oh, thank God! <laughs> Somebody should. <laughs> Cybercrime has been all over the news. Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee, answers the question: How worried should I really be? They've tested everything from laptops and webcams to drones, VR headsets, and smart plugs. 
Check out Hackable on all major podcast platforms and learn if your personal devices put you at risk. Listen and subscribe to Hackable today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I apologize uh, for the assholes outside with the leaf blower because that's... (laughs) You can't hear. Uh, always when I want to record a podcast. Sure. They, they sit there and wait until they see you yep. put the headphones the, on. Well, it's the, I think it's the problem is having that on air sign in the window and they see that go on and they're like, oh, time to hit. That's, it. A, that's on you then. I know. Well, I know. That, I really they're assuming that. that means switch the air on in the leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, uh, I kind of want to go it, outside it, and just be like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. Clearly, this this one's getting the explicit tag. Ah, oh, they <laughs> all do. Um, we just assume now. Oh, I've I've been not swearing all this time. Yeah, yeah, right. A, you that, missed you missed a great opportunity a here. Real, real opportunity. <laughs>